Amen. We like Jimmy coming and blessing us, giving us a good, good spirit. Amen. Thank you, Jimmy. His uh, email is Mr. Jimmy. So when you, you can say Mr. Jimmy to him. Amen. We also like having Ivory when she comes and ministers to us. So Ivory's going to come and break open the Word of God and share with us on the final series of Be Thankful. Hallelujah. Good afternoon, everybody. It's always excellent to see you in the house of the Lord. I so cherish every opportunity it is that I have to, to break open the Word of God and to handle that Word and give it to you. So, Father, appreciate you so much. Thank you for entrusting me with this assignment. I ask you to rule and reign over our hearts today, Father. Give us that, that mind to, to, to perceive what you would say to us not only individually, but corporately, Lord God, that you would bless your people today. And we praise you, we honor you, we bless you, we give you all the glory and all the praise. And the people said, amen. I like what it says in Psalm 100. In verse number five, it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. Before you, before you utter a word of supplication. He's saying, enter my gates with thanksgiving and enter my courts with praise and be thankful. Be thankful. It says in verse 5, for the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generation. Another favorite scripture of mine is in Psalm 113. It says, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, your name is to be praised. We got to get our praise on. That praise is, is, is warfare. It says in Psalm 9, verse number one, I will give thanks to you, Lord, with my whole heart. I will tell you of all, I will tell of all your wondrous works and wonderful deeds, all the wonderful things and great things and mighty things that you do for me. Psalm 136, verses 1 to 3 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he's good. His mercy and loving kindness endure forever. Oh, give thanks to the God of gods. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy and loving kindness endure forever. He loves us. We got to grasp hold of that and appreciate that to another, to another dimension. And Colossians 3.17 says, and whatever you do, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord, giving thanks to God the Father through him. It's, it's amazing this, this season of thanksgiving only comes once a year. Once a year. What a great tradition. We all look forward to it. Because it's an excuse to overeat and have a whole lot of sweets. And, yeah. you know, if, when it was raining, Jimmy said, you know, stayed, stayed in and played board games, games with the family. And sometimes for us, that's the only time family gets together. Because, you know, you've got that family, those family that, thank God we only get together once a year. I'm just kidding. Just, I'm just telling my story. I'm just telling my story. <laughs> Hallelujah. But for a Christian... 
Giving thanks should be an habitual practice, a genuine lifestyle, and a mindset by which we live and we love and we relate to each other, the things that we do. And think about the, everything that, that God has done for us. It's, it's a mentality that we gotta have. So thanksgiving, it, it's that gratitude in our heart. It's an evidence that we recognize and appreciate the tremendous value and worth of everything that God has for us. All the things that he does for us. He gave us life. He gave us health. He gave us family and friends. We've got gifts and anointings. You know, sometimes you forget that you're anointed. Every person in here has an anointing. And it came from the, from the grace of our God. We think about everything that Jesus did and died to give us. That, that should render your heart just totally submitted and surrendered to him in thanksgiving. You know, back in the day, by Levitical law, thanks offering, it was commanded by God. They had to do it. So it was given an adoration of God. It was a confession and a praise and a reverence for God. It was a worshipful and willing expression of, of the Israelites' thankfulness to him. And they, and they embraced the law. They obeyed God. But our culture today is, is missing this principle. You know, entitlement has replaced thanks. You know, people take for granted what God graciously and generously extends to us on a daily basis, every day, every night, all the time, he's pouring out, pouring out to us. You know, I think we, we get that way because many of us have been so scarred by disappointments. You know, you're dealing with that. So as a result, we develop this negative human pro pro proclivity to expect more than what we usually plan for. Anybody? I'm gonna practice my Spanish right here. Quiero plantar nada, then quiero recibir nada. Y'all looking at me strange, okay. So if you plant nothing, you're gonna get nothing. And God wants you to just plant that thanks into him to receive greater than you could ever imagine. And no matter what, people, as believers, we got to decide to offer our thanks and our praise to God, who is our unfailing and always faithful God, just because he's worthy. Just because he's worthy. Psalm 30, verse number one to four, I'm going to read to you. I hope you're writing some of these scriptures down because it's good to review in your in your prayer time, and your devotion time. It says in Psalm 30, verse number one, I will extol you, O Lord, for you have lifted me up and have not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried out to you and you healed me. He healed us before we even called. He healed us before we even called. He made provision for that before we even asked him to do anything. Glory to God. Verse 3 says, O oh Lord, you brought my soul up from the grave, and you have kept me alive, that I should not go down to the pit. He's looking out for us. 
that word, I extol you. When I say I extol you, God, that means I'm lifting God up. I'm acknowledging that God, by being lifted up, instead of the issues, instead of the problems, instead of the stuff I'm murmuring and complaining about, I'm lifting him up above every matter and every issue, every enemy, every problem, every opposition, because I'm confident that he's looking out for me. I'm thanking him that he's hearing my cry. He's looking at me and he's concerned about me all the time, even when I'm not even thinking about him. You know, we run to God when we got an urgent issue and he's already got it solved for us. Anybody? Amen. See, that's, that's why 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory, making us conquerors, in fact, more than conquerors, through our Lord Jesus Christ. I like 2 Corinthians 2.14, it says, but thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph through Jesus Christ. You're gonna be triumphant. Why? Because he cares about you. That's why we gotta give him the praise. See, when, when giving thanks and that praise becomes our lifestyle, it becomes our mentality, then our gratitude for God and our position in Him become a settled confidence. You got a different, what I call, swag on you because you're confident in God. And that confidence, that, that blessing of confidence doesn't waver. It doesn't shift. You're not back and forth. I don't know. Well, hopefully, and maybe God's going to answer my prayer. I think, I'm gonna, I think they're going to give me a bonus on my job one year. No, we're going to have a settled confidence, and that will never let go. It will never get old. And that benefit becomes more meaningful as our gratitude becomes more consistent with our acknowledgement of God and our verbal confession of our appreciation for him. And all that is saying that we can be trusted with more. He'll bless us with more when we're walking in that mentality, walking in that lifestyle. See, our gratitude attitude is gonna draw our focus to the lavish and intrinsic value of God's blessings because we become open to understand that everything that he does for us expresses his love for us. He's got a motivation and an agenda to love you, to love you hard, to love you lavishly all the time. And we never deserve it, but he's loving us anyway. So we can get excited because God loves you. God loves me. And his word is true. And what he will always do is bless those that belong to him. He takes care of his own people. Is that you? Are you his own? Yes. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hey, huh? Amen. Uh, let me hear one more time. Yeah. Amen. That's good. True confessions. True confessions. See, we got to... We gotta cut off those relationships with worry and, and frustration and, you know, we're just wired up because I'm stressed, I'm anxious. We gotta cut off that, that seduction of what's less than God's best for us. We go there sometimes, we settle for less. We gotta let go of the deceptions 
of, in, of insufficiency and limitation. We go there because we're so accustomed to it and we say, well, I guess that's just how it is. That's just how life is. That's not what this life says. What did he say? What did he say to you? You're his beloved. Why would he keep you from having the best? If he gave Jesus, he certainly, certainly for sure, or as they say in this house, show enough, he's going to give you the rest. Amen? See, all that, that stuff that's less than God, they, those are lures that are lies. They're time wasters. They're stress makers. And they're purpose perverters. Let it go. Just let it go. And, and let your praise come out of your mouth instead of like, what's going to happen to me? Anybody? Y'all are so quiet. It's because you're listening. Amen. Hallelujah. Psalm 95, verse number two says, come before his presence with thanksgiving. Come before his presence. I got a lot to ask God for. I got a, a lot to, that, that's on my mind. I got a lot on my plate. But before I make utterance to that, I'm saying, hallelujah, God, hallowed be your name. Praise you. Thank you that you're my God, that you're, that you're going to hear my cry. In fact, you already know what I need, what I have need of, what my desires are. And I'm thanking you because you already got it settled. It's already a done deal. I'm already victorious. I'm already triumphant. And I'm going to thank you for it. Hallelujah. So giving thanks is a prerequisite and the criteria for our hope in God to be realized. It's a necessity for the fullness of his grace to be received, the full measure, the abundant overflowing measure. You got to give him thanks. And it's Thanksgiving is so much more than just some words falling off your lips. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says that all things, in all things, in all things, give thanks. It's God's will for us. He's got a plan in that. He's got a plan in you giving him thanks. See, God's will and his plans are perfected in your appreciation. It's perfected in, in your appreciating him and his ability and his mentality towards you, his generosity towards you. Isaiah 119 says, if you're willing and obedient, you're going to have the good of the land. You're going ha to have the good of the land. So then that means I got to be willing to thank God and I got to be obedient to follow after him, follow his lead, yield to his will. Anybody? So for believers, listen, the highest form of integrity is following after God. Following him, not my own understanding, not my feelings, not what I feel like I should do, but following his instruction. Job 36, 11 says, if they obey and serve him, they will spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. Snap. I want that. How about you? That's pretty cool. That's a tremendous pro uh, promise. So that real gratitude, listen, is the first step to prosperity. It's the first step to prosperity in God's abundant life program. Because, number one, it employs for us a mindful consciousness of God 
And it makes us aware that he is worthy since he gave to us first. He gave you life first. He loved you first. He loved you before you even knew there was a God. In Jeremiah 29, 11, it says he, he tells us in that scripture that his intentions, he's got intentions and plans for that life. That's exactly why he sent Jesus, who is the resurrection and the abundant life giver, so that your life will be mapped out right before you. It's a matter of giving him thanks for his lead, leading you in the paths and the way that you should go. Anybody? Mm-hmm. Wow. So as we plan our thanks in God, that's blessing the blesser, we become better givers and then we reap his presence and every one of his benefits. He gives us that all access pass, all access to everything that he is and everything that he has. See, when we just get our focus on our needs and the urgency of that, we're missing. Because see, God's focus is on relationship. He wants, he wants to, to, to get to know you and for you to get to know him and to know who you are to him. So you can stop the panic. You can praise him and stop the panic. Anybody? See, he's not only our father and our parent, but he's our protector. He's our provider. He's the producer of your purpose. He's got plans and intentions for you to do well by you, to give you an expected end, not calamity, not tragedy. And he never, listen, he never forgets or abandons his own. This great God is the source of all of your resources. Anybody? It's, it's amazing. He is the supplier. We go back to the source and thank him for the favor that we get on our jobs for the blessings that we get extended to us. You know, it's, it's an amazing plan he, he, got, he has for us. We need to thank him for that. We need to thank him for that. Thank, thank him for that. Is, is it the tryptophan? It's like, okay, there we go, hallelujah. Secondly, huh, gratitude is progressive. It leads us from praise to worship and a right prayer attitude. Sometimes in, in my morning prayer, I, I can't get, us, get out of saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I was about to ask him something. I think about what he just did. I'm, thank you, Jesus. God, thank you, Jesus. And I'm, I'm in this mode of just thank you, God. Thank you, God. I'm just, I'm just remembering where, how far he's brought me, what he did for me, what I couldn't do for myself when he healed me, when he gave me a right mind when I thought I was going crazy, when they told me I was crazy because I was praising God too much. I'm thanking him for that. But that thanksgiving gives us a right attitude about our prayer. You know, just, he says, just thank me. Thank me. He knows what we have need of. He knows what our desires are. He knows that you like a certain thing. And he wants to provide that for you because he's that kind of a good, good father. 
That, that attitude of gratitude changes our perspective because we begin to see differently. We, be, we begin to see objectively instead of subjectively. It's not all about me. Because see, gratitude filters out of our flesh the unclean attitudes of selfulness, that pride that gets in our way sometimes. It cleanses us of, of our ways of understanding and our ways of doing. We learn what his ways are, what, the way he does things. We begin to know him. Hallelujah. You know, it's, it's like the, the leper in Luke 17. You know, Jesus sent the 10 to be healed and cleansed and declared cleansed at the temple, but only one of them came back. Now they all got healed, but only the one was given wholeness. So gratitude, our gratitude, will bring us to a place in wholeness that we've not expected. Restored to wholeness. God begins to mend our broken, brokenness and heal us on the ins, from the inside and show us who he is and who we are. We, be, we begin to, to grow into reasonable responsibility. Reasonable responsibility. You see, what was once law an obligation becomes recognized as a privilege. It's a privilege to thank God and expect him to be your father and your God and your savior. It's a privilege. And then we begin to desire to bless God back for always blessing and loving and giving, forgiving and healing and protecting and bringing us into that wholeness and restoration. Sowing seeds of, of gratitude is, is really, you're really sowing seeds of stewardship that make us trustworthy and better able to use wisely everything that we have, whether it's your time or your talent or your treasure. Remember the master who gave the five talents and the two and the one? And the guy who had the five produced five more? And the one who had the two produced two more? And the one who had the one buried it. He was not a wise steward. He could have put it in the bank to draw interest, but he did nothing with what he had. And God is compelling us to utilize everything that he gives to us. Thank him for those things. And you see, the more we, we embrace responsibility and wise stewardship, the more God will entrust to us. He's waiting to see what we're going to do with what we have in our hand. Thirdly, sometimes thanks and praise is a sacrifice. Because, you know, you've got challenges going on and people screaming at you and stuff like, what do I do? In the face of that, the Bible tells us, offer sacrifices of thanksgiving. In the face of the questions that we don't have answered yet. In the face of those disappointments that, that keep reoccurring, in the face of receiving less than expected or maybe nothing at all or being shortchanged or ripped off, can you still thank God? Can you thank God even in sickness instead of health? It's a sacrifice. See, a lot of times what we've been through leaves residual side effects like trauma and pain and shame. You know, like the man who had the leprosy. 
You know, leprosy was a disease that left your body maimed. But he came back to Jesus and said, thank you. So our gratitude to God will bring us out, bring us out and cause us to, to not just survive, but to thrive and to find ourselves still standing in a wholeness and in a restoration that is mind-boggling, that exceedingly abundantly above blessing that he wants to land on you. That gratitude releases those graces to be healed and made whole. People of God, I want you to grasp this. Psalm 50, verse number 23 says, He who offers a sacrifice of thanksgiving honors me. Honors me. That's what God is saying to us. The message translation says, It's the praising life that honors me. That, that lifestyle of gratitude. And through it all, through it all. Can we just magnify the Lord? For he is worthy to be praised. He's worthy to, of our thanksgiving. Through it all, no matter what. Ephesians 5.20 says, At all times, for all things, give him the praise. Again, 1 Thessalonians 5.18, giving him praise is his will for us because he's got a plan. In other words, your giving thanks perfects God's will for your life to grow and to flourish in faith, to increase you, to, to become stronger and greater and more effective and even cuter. Don't you want to be cuter? Cuter is good. All right, beautifuler. How about beautifuler? You like that better? Beautifuler. Finer. The guy's handsomer. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Point number four, <laughs> thanks and praise, not just on the lips, but in the heart, produces power. Power. See, that praise and thanks could be your way out of danger. It could be your rescue. You know, salvation isn't just sal for, for fire insurance. It, it promises Jesus will rescue our lives all the time. We've got the rescuer. But that praise and thanks can be your way in to a deliverance or an opportunity or through an open door that no man can close because it's open just for you. Let's praise him for that in the name of Jesus. Giving thanks and praise to God is going to, I'm telling you people, is going to change you and your life and your mind because we become enlarged and increased and multiplied, fat with power. Jesus is a great example of that because he continually praised and thanked the Father. So much so that he continually walked in the supernatural power of God on a constant basis. Constantly healing people, delivering people, blessing people. Not as God, but as a supernaturally equipped human being. When Jesus walked here on earth, he wasn't walking as God. He walked as a man to give us an example of the fact that as he is in the earth, so are we to be in the earth. Hallelujah. So that praise and that thanks is a vital key to release the supernatural. All of God's amenities, his benefits, God's inter intervention will come speedily to you because the presence of the Lord will be there. The Holy Ghost power equipping you for everything. 
Now, on the other hand, lack of thanks is dangerous because it produces lack in your life. When there's no thanks, there's no power. And that lack of thanks will cause delay in your blessings. And it opens you up to, the, to, to fall prey to the enemy. When, when we're not grateful, we come out from under God's umbrella, his protection. That's why giving thanks and praise is the will of God for us. It's a very vital key here, I'm, tell, I'm telling you. It, that praise and thanks gives, gives us a weapon against the enemy. Psalm 149 says that, that the praise in your mouth is a weapon against the enemy. It's a two-edged sword against the works of the enemy. So we begin to confront the enemy with the very presence of God. Psalm 22 says that he inhabits the praises. He comes and sits down with you. He walks with you. He covers you. You're covered and you're shored up on all sides. The enemy can't touch this because you've got God and your praise is bringing his presence in on the scene and in every situation that you're facing. Duh. I better thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Woo. You know, thanks is such a simple word, but it's such a word of power. It's such a word of power. Psalm 20, I'm sorry, 69 verse number 30 says, I will praise the name of the Lord with song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. We don't make God bigger, but what we do is we allow him in our situations. We exalt him in our situations. We extol him. He's over anything that would try to diminish us. And we allow him in that place. First Chronicles 16, 34 says, give thanks to the Lord for he's good. His love endures forever. We have so much to be grateful for. So much. You know, we all have iPads and computers and phones that have passwords. But thank you is heaven's password. What's in heaven shall be in the earth because you're thanking your God. I thank God, listen, for the heart and the ability to forgive. That was a major lesson. What a privilege it is to forgive. Oh, hallelujah. I'd like to send flowers and buy a car to those enemies who made me run to God. I used to have a prayer, bless him, bless him, bless him with the brick, oh Lord, with the brick upside the head, with the brick, oh. But I repented. <laughs> I repented, and I got, I got to understand with the compassion of Jesus that they didn't have him. So he allowed me to begin to pray for them, and I was able to forgive, and it changed my life. Thank God for your enemies, your Judases, your Judasitas, those, those ones that keep messing with you. Thank God for them. <laughs> You're going to be blessed when they get saved. Think about it. Think about it. I thank God because he said in Jeremiah 30, verse number 19, I will restore health to you, my daughter. I will heal you of your wounds because they called you an outcast. They rejected you. They disrespected you. They didn't want you. But God wants you. God cares for you. You are on the planet because God wants you here. That is his will, no matter who tells you otherwise. I thank God for Psalm, 
I'm sorry, for Romans 8, 28. Because God will work all things for your good. He will make the tapestry of your life become beautiful when you love on Him, when you praise Him. We have so much to be grateful for. I highly recommend that we thank God for, for, for sight, to see the sunrise and, and the moon at night, and ears to hear the, the birds singing in the morning, even if they do wake you up. Thank God, thank God for our babies and our children, even when sometimes you'd like to send them back. Hallelujah, <laughs> Jesus. Ah, anyway, thank God, listen, that he first loved you. He first loved you before you knew him. Thank God that he's with you and for you and he believes in you. He believes in your now and in every moment of your future. Hallelujah. Thank God for his word and its efficacious power, ever birthing revelation and releasing life producing power to you daily. Hallelujah. Thank God that he hears us and he answers us and he's concerned about all of our concerns. Thank God for Jesus who came preaching and teaching and healing and never condemning, never condemning whosoever will just receive and believe. Thank God that he helps us go through to get to every one of his promises that he spoke and that he fixes whatever's broken whether it's your heart or your, or your lives or your limbs or your finances, your relationships, your faith, your hope, your eyes, your businesses, your businesses. The Lord told me to tell you that. Your businesses. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank God that our sin and our weaknesses and our arrogance and our disorders are so great, but God is greater. He's greater. Thank God that as we humble ourselves to thank him and praise him, he will give us the grace to know the absolute, complete, and supreme value of his presence as he inhabits our praise. Colossians 2, 6 and 7 tells us this, as you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding and overflowing with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving and praise. We're honoring him. So let Jesus become your ultimate obsession so that your praise and your thanks and your grateful heart become your regularly scheduled program. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. And let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Do you receive it? Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I, I, I ask you to, to seal this word in us today, to seal this word by the precious blood of the Lamb. We bind every spirit that would try to uproot it from our hearts, Lord, because the enemy knows the weaponry of our praise is lethal to him. Give us a new heart to be exuberant with that praise, Lord God, to shout to you, Father God, on a daily basis, and to love on you, Father, with all of our being. 
And in the name above every name, Jesus Christ, we pray and agree. And the people said, amen. Hallelujah.